Coming up tonight, a shocking attack caught on camera. Police investigating teen boys that beat up a homeless man in a now viral video. Plus, the Attorney General says the new family and juvenile court complex on track to open its doors this summer. And later, from behind the bar to beyond the borders, a top mixologist is gearing up for international competition. We'll tell you all about it and so much more as our news weekend starts now. This is our News Weekend. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Megan Shepard. We begin tonight with a shocking and disturbing video circulating on social media recently, where a homeless man can be seen sitting alone when a group of teenage boys approached him and began throwing rocks at him before violently attacking him. Now, according to police, two teenagers are being questioned in connection with that violent assault. The 16- and 17-year-old boys were arrested around 10 p.m. on Friday at their residence on Taylor Street off East Street. Police are aggressively in search of the remaining teens involved in the incident and encourage parents and guardians whose children may be involved to turn them in to the nearest police station. Meantime, police are also requesting the public's assistance in locating family members of the homeless man who was observed being assaulted by that group of teenagers. Additionally, the Criminal Investigations Department is actively investigating the matter in collaboration with the Department of Social Services. Police wish to remind parents and guardians that they are responsible for the actions of their children. And when they breach the law, parents will be held accountable as well as their children. A lone pilot emerged from the wreckage of a small aircraft this evening, escaping a sudden and a terrifying crash with his life and well-being intact. Police alerting media to the dramatic incident on Coral Harbor Road shortly after 5 p.m. Our news was on scene as air accident investigators began their assessments. Details are slowly coming in, but we are certainly following this and encourage you to stay tuned to ournews.bs and the Our News Bahamas. Facebook page for the latest updates straight from authorities as the investigation continues. Meantime, the nation's leader hitting the streets this morning to do his part in crime prevention amongst young people. Rotary International spearheading a Road to Peace initiative and our Jean Joseph was there in the St. Barnabas constituency. Rotary's Peace on the Park in St. Barnabas today. A moment to put words into action as calls from government and civic leaders for everyone to play a role in the fight against crime continue. 25 murders in six weeks, gripping international headlines and prompting travel advisories from the United States and Canada. Saturday's event, just one in Rotary's Road to Peace series, drawing several groups including Urban Renewal, The Crisis Center, Crime Stoppers, and Rise Bahamas. A reminder that help is available amid growing community concerns about crime and other social ills. Rotarian Jamal Davis, proud to be part of the effort. Road to Peace, we've been around now from 2014, so this happens to be just one of our events. Uh, it's all about giving the community an awareness of other ways of being a part of society and what other avenues are open to you as in, an individual, as opposed to a life of crime. Residents also enjoying food, drinks and a show by the Royal Bahamas Defense Force Rangers. But the main event was a basketball game between rival teams from the Street Legends organization, a basketball league with teams from all the constituencies across New Providence. Wilton Russell, 
president of Street Legends, says events like this help young men become model citizens. Here's 15 young men from Camp Road now going inside Centerville. Here's 15 young men from Centerville now going to Nassau Village to be able to meet these young men, all, all ages, between the ages of 10 to 25 to 30 and so forth, and we're trying to bring an awareness to, hey, we're not as bad as you think we are. This is about love and unity, man. This is the street legend bridging the gap concept. Echoing similar sentiments was Prime Minister Philip Davis, who endorsed the initiative and emphasized its crucial role in the ongoing battle against crime. This is something that we have to do together. We cannot depend on one entity or one organization alone. This could only be done collectively together because together we are stronger, together we are more effective and together we will succeed in, in eradicating most of the ills, social ills that impact our communities. Reporting for our news, I'm Jean Joseph. The family and juvenile court complex on Bernard Road could open as early as the end of June. That's according to Attorney General Ryan Pinder, who says progress is being made on modern court infrastructure. Pinder says these developments are absolutely necessary for the successful administration of justice. This complex will house Supreme Court and Magistrate Court facilities with the supporting central government agencies such as the police and social services. Once this move is complete, hopefully by mid-year, additional courtroom facilities will become available, allowing for the appointment of additional Supreme Court justices, two of which will be earmarked specifically for criminal matters. Colleagues would remember we recently amended the Supreme Court Act to allow for up to five additional Supreme Court justice. See, Madam President, we don't do things arbitrarily. These things make sense. In his recent address during Senate debate on the bail amendment bill, Pinder also emphasized the critical need for the new Supreme Complex, which will be built on Shirley Street, calling it a priority for the Davis administration. There will be no fewer than 19 new court facilities with judges' chambers and the necessary safeguards with respect to hearing criminal matters. We have closed on the purchase of property and have applied for the demolition permit for the Rodney Bain building. Madam President, we will begin construction later this year and hope to, to be complete our construction of a new Supreme Court judicial complex within two years. The new Supreme Court complex also facilitates our move to specialty courts. If you're shopping online, then you may want to pay attention to this next story, because despite the convenience, there remains a growing concern about cyber criminals exploiting unsuspecting consumers. In 2022, the Federal Bureau of Investigation reported approximately 12,000 consumers fell victim to non-payment or non-delivery scams, resulting in losses exceeding $70 million. Shakira Johnson is Director of Security at Cable Bahamas Group of Companies. She has been following the numbers. She warns that identity theft and financial losses are potential consequences of careless internet usage. A case where the hacker would have, you know, obtained sensitive information about you, but they are threatening for you to, to disclose it to, let's say, the public. 
and now they're asking you for a certain amount of money so as you as a uh, an individual that can be um we we don't even know what those costs would would range from but um so that can be detrimental in the case of corporations or organizations we know this can range in the millions right there's countless examples or um companies that are in the headlines because of cyber attacks nominations for the national honors award are officially opened on monday the honors committee led by its chairman fred mitchell making the announcement marlena leonard has the story Nominations are open now and you can do them online or you can deliver the nominations. You can print out the nomination form from the government's website, uh, bahamas.gov.bs. Uh, you can print them out and you can fill them out and you can deliver them to the cabinet office here in Nassau or you can send them, I think you can send them by uh, electronically. That was Fred Mitchell, chairman of the National Honors Advisory Committee, providing insight into the nomination process for the prestigious national awards. Shannon Don Cartwright, the committee's co-chair and deputy leader of the Free National Movement, says these accolades will not be restricted to a particular class of individuals, but would extend to the broader community, recognizing the achievements of the common man. If you are somebody that lives in a settlement on a family island whose work has not necessarily risen to national prominence, but you've done tremendous work in that community on that island. This gives the ability for the committee now to recognize you because obviously over the many years, it's been only a certain level that has been recognized. So this really gives us the opportunity to really broaden it out. The awards up for grabs are Order for National Hero, Order of the Nation, Order of the Bahamas, and Order of Excellence, which is designated for foreign dignitaries. Also up for nomination is the Order of Distinction, the Order of Merit, the Order of Lignum Vitae, and the Medal of Bravery. The chairman also addressing concerns over the authenticity and significance of these awards and says the committee is still playing catch up. For example, in the last year and the year before is remember during COVID, virtually there was nothing uh, done uh, the process uh, and uh, so there were w there was a lot of catching up that had to be done during those years so that's essentially why the numbers have been uh, quite huge deadline for submission is March 29th 2024 reporting for our news I'm Marlena Leonard thanks so much Marlena well we've still got lots more to share tonight but first meteorologist Ian McKinsey joins us now from the weather center with their first look at weather Ian Thanks, Megan. Good evening, Bahamas. Currently outside our studios, we're under the cloudy skies, temperature at 76, winds are from the south at 10 miles per hour, feels like temperature of 71. Current temperatures across the country at this time in our nation's second city, Freeport, we have 74, a set of 76s in Alice Town, Nichols Town, the capital, and in Great Harbor Key, 75 in Marsh Harbor, and 77 in Governors Harbor. In the central Bahamas, we have 78 in Camps Bay, 78 in Georgetown, Deadmonds Key, 77 in Arthurstown and 75 in Coburn Towns in Salvador. Southeast Bahamas, we have 73 in Duncan Town, Ragged Island, 78 in Colonel Hill in Delectable Bay, as well as Providencialis, 79 in Abrahams Bay, and 80 in Matthewtown in Nagua. First look now at our satellite and radar imagery where we have some cloudiness associated with a funnel system that is moving through our area. Stick around, we'll tell you more about this system straight ahead. When our news weekend comes back from the break, a 50 advanced dancers from over 13 dance schools in New Providence get an opportunity of a lifetime. 
Plus, how Bahamian are you? I talk one-on-one with the creator of the viral Bahamian citizenship test. That's coming up in tonight's Generation Next feature. Stick with us. Are you or a loved one under medical care? Do you need affordable medical supplies? Ports International is the largest home health care supplier. Medical supplies at the very best price. And you can even shop online. From hospital beds to wound care, wheelchairs to walkers, Ports is a one-stop shop for your medical supplies and we accept insurance. We have online shopping and two locations to serve you at the Airport Industrial Park and Shirley Street. We also ship to the Family Islands. Shop online and visit us on Facebook. Call Ports at 377-1771. Bahamian dance students got an up-close look at the work of international professional dancers this week. And after two successful shows at Old Fort Bay Club, the Covenant Garden Dance Company's time in the Bahamas has come to an end. But they aren't leaving without an impact. Our Marlena Leonard has this report on their evening with the future of Bahamian dance. Ahead of the Covent Garden Dance Company performance Ballet Iconique showing at Old Fort Bay Club this week, about 50 advanced dancers from over 13 dance schools in New Providence got a special invitation to attend the dress rehearsal. In collaboration with the Shirley Hall Bass Legacy Project, organizers have called the exposure priceless. The students also got to meet with the world-class international dancers, like Xander Parrish and Mackenzie Brown, who were excited to share their experience with the aspiring students. Tonight we have some uh, local young dancers here and we can dance for them. It's always nice to come to a new place and perform for young dancers and share our art with them. That's always fun. Obviously an inspiring thing. I remember watching dancers who, was, who were older when I was younger and just it brings a excitement inside and for us it's just an opportunity to show what we love and to share our passion and lie with them so yeah it's, it's great to inspire the next generation and you know ballet is a great thing it's fun so if we can share some of that with our friends here then that's always good opening night fell on valentine's night but of course these students were that select audience who had the privilege of witnessing the show before anyone else Two students from the local W2 Dance Club shared the profound impact of the experience. It means a lot to me, really. Um, it's a great experience to watch different dances from the European, right? The European, and to see what they can do with all their emotion, their legs, their arms, and it's very incredible to me, and I love to watch other people dance out of my region. For me, this is absolutely an amazing opportunity. Like seeing them dance and their expression and their movements it's just stunning to me like i'm just like wow um for me who's always wanted to dance for a little girl as a little girl even though i only started a few years ago i just can't believe that i'm here and that i get to experience this it's just amazing and at the end of the rehearsal bahamian dance students along with their teachers and officials from the shirley hall bass legacy project had the opportunity to take photos and get valuable advice from some of the pros reporting for our news I'm Marlena Leonard. 30-year-old Ashley Sean Roll is a writer and creative, and you may know her work from the viral Bahamianist citizenship test. But before we dive into that, our Generation Next feature tells me she's always had a love for writing and storytelling. That passion was propelled when she began serving as an ambassador for various organizations. And she began to realize there were so many stories that needed to be told.
I was able to kind of tap into something within myself um, by volunteering for those organizations, by representing the country within those organizations. Um, and then I got the opportunity to start writing for HuffPo. And that kind of just changed everything for me. It kind of made me realize that, oh, this is like a viable path. That overwhelming interest in the social commentary, along with the nostalgia experienced by Roll and her growing followers, led to the creation of the Bahamian Citizenship Test. And then it just took on what it just took on essentially a life of its own. And it provided like a safe space for the briefest of moments for people to come together every morning and say, oh, I remember this. Oh, I did. I don't remember this. I didn't even know that. The test grew so popular that Roll was invited to meet the prime minister and she confirms he passed with flying colors. Roll says part two is on the way. So utilizing technology, wanting to for sure include everybody from all kinds of different platforms. Um, we're still really active on X for sure, but the main, the center of the of the citizenship test is going to be on the website. Roll is currently in the process of writing her first novel, something she describes as her greatest career highlight to date. The basis of it was just losing my grandmother. That's the whole reason why I even started writing the book. Being able to have all of this knowledge, all of these stories about my grandmother and our family and just matriarchs in the Bahamas in general, and being able to compile it into one piece of work. Um, it's so meaningful to me. And to other writers, here's her advice about staying the course. There's something so tragic about a story left unsaid. So continue to write, even if you put the pencil down, even if you put the pen down, close the laptop or whatever remember to come back to it because your story is so important. Still to come on our news weekend, meteorologist Ian McKenzie has your extended look at weather. Plus, Arawak Holmes makes a big announcement at Freedom Farm. Our sports is coming up next. is our news weekend. Welcome back. Arawak Homes making a big announcement at Freedom Farm and we've got a check on college basketball. Here's Tage Adderley with your weekend sports. Thanks Megan. Good evening. Welcome to our sports weekend. I'm Tage Adderley. Today Freedom Farm kicked off their 25th season and Arawak Homes was there with a big announcement. Please join me in saluting Greg Burrow Sr. as Arawak Homes formally advises that in 2024 it will name a subdivision after Greg Burrow's That's Iraq Homes President Frannon Wilson at the opening of Freedom Farms Youth Baseball League season announcing that the company's latest development will be named after Freedom Farms founder Greg Burrow Sr. Burroughs has spent almost three decades developing young men and women in the sport of baseball, eventually founding Freedom Farm in 1999 to give young people an outlet through the sport. Burroughs was humble for the honor and he wanted everybody to know that Freedom Farm was a team effort. I just want to say thank you to Iraq Home and to everybody who came out here to support um, this event. I want to say thank you. Freedom Farm is uh, it's, it's, it's something that needed to, need to be managed like every day. 
But I want to thank my wife and I see everybody here who actually was a part of Freedom Farm when we started. They they actually the people who started Freedom Farm. I, I didn't start I didn't start Freedom Farm by myself. Now we're gonna head to the court where Bahamian College standout helped his team get a win. Queen's University's Dayton Aubrey returned to the lineup last night to help the Royals get a 74-65 win over Jacksonville University. Despite being the team's leading scorer, the new Providence-born guard came off the bench to have 12 points on 4 of 8 shooting to go with 4 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals. A.G. McKee was the team's leading scorer with 19 points, while Jacksonville's Robert McCray led everyone with 22. Now, Aubrey and the Royals return to the court on Thursday against Stetson. Then he'll take on his Bahamas national team backcourt make Franco Miller and Florida Gulf Coast on Saturday. That's a wrap for our sports. Until tomorrow, enjoy your Saturday evening. I'm Tej Adler. When we come back from the break, 22 years of passion and determination, veteran mixologist Mr. Dreams prepares to take his talents abroad. The delectable details when our news weekend returns. Welcome back and thanks for sticking with us. Beautiful weather on the outside today. As to what you can expect for the remainder of the weekend, well, Ian McKinsey is back in the Weather Center with your extended forecast. Ian. Thanks, Megan. Welcome back, everyone. Here's a look now at extended forecast where we have high pressure and complete control across our area. This high pressure system should begin to slide eastwards as this frontal system makes its way into the northwest Bahamas sometime tomorrow. Boating forecast, small craft should use caution in the northwest Bahamas due to swells. Winds will be south to southwest 10 to 15 knots. Seas running 2 to 4, but up to 6 feet offshore. Low tide at 8.18 p.m. tonight. High tide at 2.55 a.m. tomorrow. With the central and southeast Bahamas, again, caution in those swells. Winds southeast to south 10 to 15. Seas 2 to 4, but up to 6 feet offshore in those northeast to easterly swells. Let's look now at your national forecast. And in your extended forecast, expect some Cloudiness with showers, possible isolated thunderstorms mainly across the extreme northwest Bahamas through Monday. High pressure building in the wake of that funnel system. Expect those daytime high temperatures getting into the mid to upper 70s, which are low temperatures in the mid to upper 60s. That's a wrap on the evening forecast. Make it a great, safe, fun night, everyone. From behind the bar to beyond the borders, tonight we learn about a bartender's journey to success as he prepares for a major mixology competition in Barbados. Marlena Leonard got an up-close look ahead of his travels. His is a story of passion and determination. Derek Mr. Dreams Blackman, once an unknown bartender, has risen to prominence in the local culinary world, showcasing his master skills as a mixologist across best-in-class hotels. And now, he calls British Colonial home. Hailing from humble beginnings, Derek's journey as a bartender started out just mixing drinks for friends. And that's when he says he began honing his skills with passion and dedication. What I love about it the most is just having fun at what I do, creating a wonderful experience, thinking out of the box, taking risks, and just putting my best foot forward. It 
opens up another door of avenue of creativity, um, passion, art. Derek's aspirations have extended far beyond the confines of the bar, forging him the opportunity to participate in a prestigious mixology competition overseas. The competition is hosted by Jimmy's Wines and Spirits where they use their Remy Contro portfolio, which is Mungay, Botanist, um, Bricklady, Contro. And I came up with a cocktail, beating out other competitors to um, gain this opportunity to make another trip to Barbados to represent the Bahamas once again. After more than 22 years in the field, Blackman says he's proud to stand as a shining example of what can be achieved through hard work. He gave this advice to those who may have similar aspirations. Just love what you do. That's all it is. Just love what you do. Once you love what you do, everything else will flow from there. And just before he takes the world by storm, Mr. Dreams also gave the R News team a taste of what the judges could expect. So today I'm actually just going to make a simple drink, something light and refreshing that takes you through the summer. Um, white spirit gin base cocktail, um, some lime juice, and some of our natural juices that we have made up at house as well too. Reporting for Our News, I'm Marlena Leonard. And of course, we wish him the best of luck. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Our News Weekend. On behalf of the entire team, I'm Megan Shepard of a safe and wonderful weekend.